Ladies and gentlemen, the following segment of the podcast is presented exclusively by Hillsdale College. For over 175 years, four purposes have defined Hillsdale's mission, learning, character, faith, and freedom. Thank you for listening and my sincere appreciation to our brothers and sisters at Hillsdale for their great sponsorship. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Mark Levin, our number is 877-381-3811, 877-381-3811. Well, you did it. Congratulations. You drove down the ratings for Joe Biden's propaganda debut to really all-time lows. He had overall 22.6 million viewers. The lowest State of the Union ratings for Donald Trump, 37 million. So he's almost 20 million lower than Donald Trump. But don't worry, he got over 80 million votes, right? Just saying. Most of America had no interest in listening to the man. And I bet if we had the quarter hours, you would see that it was going very poorly throughout the speech. It was a Castro-like speech without Castro-like passion. The man wants to spend $6.35 trillion over the course of his first four to five months in office, and that does not include, that does not include the federal budget, which has a 16% increase in domestic discretionary spending. And he flatlines the military for all intents and purposes. Flatlines it. He said some things here that we we must address. That January 6th was our worst attack on democracy since the Civil War. These are sickeningly self-serving statements by a very stupid man and a very radical staff. And we'll get into this in greater detail. We have three hours to go. But I want to ask the people in New York City. I want to ask the people who worked at the Pentagon that day in Arlington, Virginia. I want to ask the people who lost loved ones in central Pennsylvania. 
Was that the worst day since the Civil War? 9-11 wasn't the worst day since the Civil War? Others have pointed out Pearl Harbor is not the worst day since the Civil War. Four presidents assassinated since the Civil War. That wasn't the worst day since the Civil War. I also want to thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for a goodly period of time last night and today. You moved American Marxism to number one on the Amazon list, despite the fact it doesn't come out until July 13th. And so we were defeating Oprah Winfrey's favorite book. And I appreciate that. But we're back down to number two. And I want to sustain the momentum here because, because of the efforts that, first of all, Amazon made to kind of sink the book. And also, because of how crucial this book is, we can get it in as many hands as we possibly can. And we need to demonstrate how important this is by the number of pre-orders there are. The number of pre-orders determine where you are on the Amazon list. If you don't like Amazon, there's always Barnes & Noble, Books a Million, and so forth. We still don't have any orders from Costco. So we want to build momentum here. We want to build even a juggernaut here. Other people have books coming out. It's very important. Their books, I'm sure, are great. This is the most important book I've ever written. It may well be the most important book you will ever have read, given the circumstances we're in today. And so it's very important that we get as many of these books in the hands of as many people as possible, particularly you and your family members and friends and colleagues. So I'm going to show you a little ankle. I got permission from the publisher, but I'm going to show you a little bit of ankle. The first chapter is called, It's Here. It's Here. The counter-revolution, I'm quoting, to the American Revolution is in full force. And it can no longer be dismissed or ignored for its devouring our society and culture. Swirling around our everyday lives and ubiquitous in our politics, schools, media, and entertainment. Once a mostly unrelatable fringe and subterranean movement, it is here. In fact, it's everywhere. You, your children, and your grandchildren are now immersed in it. It threatens to destroy the greatest nation ever established, along with your freedom, family, and security. Of course, the primary difference between this counter-revolution and the American Revolution is that the counter-revolution seeks to destroy American society and impose autocratic rule. And the latter, the American Revolution, sought to protect American society and institute representative government. The counter-revolution or movement of which I speak is Marxism. I've written about Marxism at length in two earlier books, Ameritopia and Rediscovering Americanism, and discuss it regularly on the show. There are also untold numbers of books written about Marxism, so my purpose is not to contribute yet another long treatise to the many that exist. But the application and adaption of core Marxist teachings to American society and culture, what I call American Marxism, must be addressed and confronted. 
lest we are smothered by its modern manifestations. And make no mistake, the situation today is dire. In America, many Marxists cloak themselves in phrases like progressives, democratic socialists, social activists, community activists, etc. As most Americans remain openly hostile to the name or word Marxism. While they operate under a myriad of newly minted organizational or identifying nomenclatures such as Black Lives Matter or Antifa or the Squad and so forth. And they claim to promote economic justice, environmental justice, racial equity, gender equity, etc. They've invented new theories like critical race theory and phrases and terminologies linked to or fit into a Marxist construct. And they claim the dominant culture, quote-unquote, and capitalist system are unjust and inequitable, racist and sexist, colonialist and imperialist, materialistic and destructive of the environment. Of course, the purpose is to tear down and tear apart this nation for a thousand reasons and in a thousand ways, thereby dispiriting and demoralizing the public undermining the citizenry's confidence in the nation's institutions, traditions, and customs, creating one calamity after another, weakening the nation from within, and ultimately destroying what we know as American republicanism and capitalism. Now, I'll go one more paragraph beyond this, even though I'm not allowed to. But there should be no mistake that various leaders of this counter-revolution are increasingly outspoken and brazen about who they are, including bands of openly Marxist professors and activists. And they are supported by a core group of zombie-like woke followers. Whatever their labels and self-descriptions, the essential characteristics of their beliefs, statements, and policies exhibit core Marxist dogma. And they occupy our colleges and universities, newsrooms and social media, boardrooms and entertainment, and their ideas are prominent within the Democratic Party, the Oval Office, and the halls of Congress. Their influence is seen and felt among the mostly witting as well as the unsuspecting, and in newsrooms, movies, television shows, and commercials, publishing and sports, as well as teacher training and classroom curriculum throughout America's public school system. They use the tactics of propaganda and indoctrination and demand conformity and compliance, compliance, silencing contrary voices through repressive tactics, such as the so-called cancel culture, which destroys reputations and careers, censoring and banning mostly patriotic and contrary voices on social media, even including former President Donald Trump, and attacking academic freedom and intellectual exchange in higher education. Indeed, they take aim at all aspects of this culture, historical monuments, including memorials to Abraham Lincoln, George Washington, abolitionist Frederick Dulles and the 54th Massachusetts Black Union Regiment, Mark Twain, William Shakespeare, Mr. Potato Head, Dr. Seuss, Disney cartoons, ad infinitum. Pronouns are banned and replaced with nondescript words so as not to offend 58 flavors of gender identification. Past social media posts are scrutinized for early indications of insufficient fealty to the present-day Marxist hegemony. Journalism and editorial pages are sanitized of non-believers. And yet, historical and present-day experience shows that Marxism and its supposed workers' paradise 
are responsible for the death of tens of millions of human beings and the impoverishment and enslavement of over a billion more. Indeed, Marx was wrong about almost everything, particularly the Industrial Revolution, which created a vast middle class unmatched at any time in, in world history, as opposed to an army of angry proletariat revolutionaries hell-bent on overthrowing the capitalist system. Despite the Marxist class warfare rhetoric of Democratic Party politicians and their surrogates, with technological and other advances, capitalism has created unimaginable and unparalleled wealth for more people in all walks of life than any other economic system. Now, ladies and gentlemen, I would love to keep reading. That's, that's just the first two pages. That's just the first two pages of the first chapter, which is an introductory chapter. I am chomping at the bit, but I want you to go to Amazon.com or to go to Barnes & Noble and the others, but people keep an eye on the list, the top 100 on Amazon.com. I want you, if you're thinking about getting this book for yourself, your college student, your high school student, your grandson, your granddaughter, or for yourselves, to hand out to other people, we have got to show that we are no longer a silent majority. We're not going to just whine among ourselves. We are going to inform ourselves so we have more knowledge, more substance, more information than our enemies. Yes, our enemies. And we are going to gear up for a battle. We are going to rally. Talking about violence, that's them, that's not us. And as they attack us in a thousand ways, we're going to go on offense. If you stick with me, if you digest this book, there are things we can do, there are things we must do. Many of you are listening to me in your automobiles, your trucks. Many of you are listening to me at the dinner table, in your offices. Whoever you are, wherever you are, you're part of a big family, the Levinite family. When I write this book, I write it for you. That's what I'm thinking about. Not the greater world, you. Because you have to help me get the word out. And I have to help you get the word out. We're in this together. We're an army of tens of millions. They can't stop us. How many people have asked me on this program, what can we do? What can we do? What can I say? What can I... This book is intended to answer you. And when you're done with this book, you're going to be smarter or more knowledgeable than anybody else. Not because I am, but because I've taken the time to Pull this information from God knows how many sources, as you'll see. And when you write a book, or when I write a book, I reject 95% of what I'm researching, 95% of what I'm reading, in order to get to the strongest points and the most useful information possible. I go right to the sources. I'm going right to the sources of academia, right to the sources of Black Lives Matter, right to the sources of Antifa, right to the sources of critical gender theory, critical immigration theory, climate change, the Democrat Party, the bureaucracy, and on and on and on. I do that lifting because that's what I do. That's what I do. Those of you who've purchased any of my other books, you know that these are real books. I'm not talking about myself. 
These aren't fluff books to get a name out there and make a couple bucks. I don't need a couple bucks. What I need, what we need, is our own revolution. Like the Reagan revolution. Like the Tea Party revolution. Like the Trump revolution. This is up to us, not the Republican Party. Nobody's going to save us but us. We the people. Please consider going to Amazon, pre-ordering your copy or as many copies as you hope to hand out so we can make a statement to the entire world. I'll be right back. Mark I know you love freedom. How do I know that? Because you listen to my show. And my show and everything I do is all about preserving freedom and the form of government that secures it for us. It's the same with Hillsdale College, one of the very best truly liberal arts colleges in the nation. That's why I talk about them all the time, because Hillsdale is committed to pursuing truth and defending liberty. Hillsdale teaches stellar students to defend freedom, no matter what they major in, whether it's science or music or economics or business, whatever. Hillsdale teaches them how to defend liberty, and they do that for you, too, through their free monthly digest of constitutional thought. It's called Imprimus. 5.6 million Americans receive Imprimus for free every month. And you, my friend and fellow freedom lover, should be reading it, too. You can subscribe for free at levinforhillsdale.com. There are no strings attached. Generous donors who want to preserve freedom for future generations make it possible for Hillsdale to send Imprimus to you for no cost every month. So start receiving and reading in Primus so you can know how to defend the freedom you love. Visit levinforhillsdale.com. That's Levin, L-E-V-I-N, for Hillsdale.com. You know, the more you think of the insanity of this line, let's play it. Cut 18, go. 100 days since I took the oath of office and lifted my hand off our family Bible and inherited a nation, we all did, that was in crisis. The worst pandemic in a century. The worst economic crisis since the Great Depression. Such a liar. The worst attack on our democracy since the Civil War. Now let's stop right there. I'm thinking about this as I speak. After the Civil War, he said since the Civil War. We had the Ku Klux Klan that hanged probably 2,000 freed black slaves. They talk about the imperfections of America. They never talk about who's responsible for it. Which political party gave it cover and promoted it? Which political party fought the 1964 and 65 Civil Rights Acts? Those were pretty damn vicious attacks on our democracy. In fact, Jim Crow Joe, early in his career, he attacked democracy. More when I return. I know you love freedom. How do I know that? Because you listen to my show. And my show and everything I do is all about preserving freedom and the form of government that secures it for us. It's the same with Hillsdale College, one of the very best truly liberal arts colleges in the nation. That's why I talk about them all the time. Because Hillsdale is committed to pursuing truth and defending liberty. Hillsdale teaches stellar students to defend freedom, no matter what they major in, whether it's science or music or economics or business, whatever. 
Hillsdale teaches them how to defend liberty, and they do that for you, too, through their free monthly digest of constitutional thought. It's called Imprimus. 5.6 million Americans receive Imprimus for free every month. And you, my friend and fellow freedom lover, should be reading it, too. You can subscribe for free at levinforhillsdale.com. There are no strings attached. Generous donors who want to preserve freedom for future generations make it possible for Hillsdale to send Imprimus to you for no cost every month. So start receiving and reading in Primus so you can know how to defend the freedom you love. Visit levinforhillsdale.com. That's Levin, L-E-V-I-N, for Hillsdale.com. The establishment's worst nightmare. Mark Levin. Call in now, 877-381-3811. You know, folks, some politicians and others don't realize, even no matter how many times I say it, the audience on this radio show is larger than any show on cable news. It's not even close. You folks in the radio audience, Rush knew this and would tell me this. Sean knows it. I know it. The three of us. The big nationally syndicated shows, the big ones. Cable TV doesn't even come close. Maybe they'll get three million, three and a half, a good night, four million, something like that. We have millions and millions. We're not even sure how many people coming and going, listening. I had uh, Rudy Giuliani on Life, Liberty, and Levin some time ago when nobody would put Rudy Giuliani on TV and I put him on because I felt he was getting a raw deal and he had things to say and he ought to be able to say them. And he's been on this program before. I happen to like Rudy a lot. I also think he's a great patriot. So we tried to get Rudy on our radio show today, contacted his lawyer, contacted him, contacted his assistant. We never got a response. Apparently he's going to be in a TV show with exclusivity uh, that wouldn't permit him to appear on any other platforms whatsoever. I never do that. Particularly if I'm trying to have somebody get their word out, get their comments out. They need to get on as many platforms as possible. Rather than exclusive, exclusive, exclusive. I'll give you an example. This Sunday we're going to have the great Josh Hawley on the program. A life, liberty, and living for the full hour. Remember, his book was banned, and he's been attacked about January 6th. I think the man has a right to reveal himself to you, because he's nothing like they say. And among other things, he's going to talk about his new book. Now, I could have squelched that. I could have said, no, I have a book coming out I don't want to talk about. I'm, I just can't do that. And I'm sure he'll be on many, 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 many other shows. And it'll be a fantastic show, by the way, Sunday. Josh Hawley and me. He's a constitutional scholar. I'm a constitutional scholar. It's going to be fantastic. So I would have liked to have Rudy on here. And for his own sake, I wish he had, or his people had responded so he could use this platform to talk about what's taking place rather than me interpreting events, but they chose not to. I'm just giving you some of the background here. Uh, I assume the reason is he was 
he was told that if he wanted to appear on this particular TV show, he couldn't go on any other show. I'm guessing. I could be dead wrong. I could be totally wrong. Otherwise, I don't really quite get why he wouldn't. Now, ladies and gentlemen, Joe Biden last night, they throw around this phrase, white supremacy. They're not talking about the Klan and the neo-Nazis. They're talking about all of you who might be white. They're talking about you. Cut 19, go. Make no mistake, in 20 years, terrorism has metastasized. The threat has evolved way beyond Afghanistan. Those of you in the intelligence committees, the foreign relations committee, defense committees, you know well, we have to remain vigilant against the threats to the United States wherever they come from. Al-Qaeda and ISIS are in Yemen, Syria, Somalia, other places in Africa. Now, actually, they're here, too. I don't know what kind of intelligence he's getting. They're jihadists in this country, too. Ask any major metropolitan police force if they still exist. They haven't been cut to shreds by the Democrat Party and their Marxist rioters. Go ahead. And we won't ignore what our intelligence agency have determined to be the most lethal terrorist threat to the homeland today. White supremacy is terrorism. We're not going to ignore that either. Tell me, is BLM, Black Lives Matter, terrorism? Why are you ignoring that? Is Antifa terrorism? Why are you ignoring that? Is Marxism terrorism? It's only responsible for 100 million deaths. Why are you ignoring that? In fact, why are you embracing that? It's really quite remarkable, isn't it? Cut 20, go. My fellow Americans, we have to come together. How can you come together when he's calling 65% of the nation racist, when he goes on about systemic racism, when he literally lies about this country in order to try and create division, and then he says we have to come together? Tim Scott's response, quite frankly, was outstanding. He gave an outstanding response. It was a fantastic response. Joe Biden hates America. The Democrat Party hates America. How else can you explain this when they put their own ego, their own narcissism, their own desire to get power and keep power and have a legacy in front of the country? How else can you explain this? If everything they're doing, $6.35 trillion, massive expansion of the government, is all intended to empower the Democrat Party. The Democrat Party empowers itself by empowering the government. The Democrat Party doesn't believe in liberty. Do you know how I know that? Because that word never crossed Joe Biden's mouth last night. They don't believe in private property, all that hard work you do every day so you can have a home, maybe a couple of cars, maybe put money aside for your retirement and so forth. No. They want to crowd you out with massive big government. Then they're going to drive up inflation and blow out your savings. I have stories here today that I printed out. The price of energy is starting to skyrocket, ladies and gentlemen. Everyday products are about to get more expensive, companies warn. Wow, I think we knew this. We talked about This is even the Associated Press, which is a crap wire service. The price of energy is even going to go higher. The price for lumber in some areas of this country is going up 300%. 
You want to build a new home? You're having difficulty in getting the materials. Hasbro, toys, games, that costs are surging. Why? Because of cost of plastic. Plastic's made from petroleum. The beginning, it has started. It has started, and it's going to get worse. The price of food, if you've noticed, has gone up. You go to a drive through now, it's not so cheap, is it, Mr. Producer? It's just not that cheap anymore. You get a couple of hamburgers, a medium fries, and a soda. Maybe you want an apple pie. You're at over $8. Not that long ago, that was 5 bucks or less. $15 minimum wage. He's mandating it for all federal contractors and all federal tributaries out in the private sector. That is going to force others to raise the minimum wage to $15. Now, many things are going to happen as a result of that. It has a domino effect. It resonates throughout the economy. Many businesses are going to collapse. They're on the edge right now. They can't afford to pay a young person with minimal experience working eight hours a day. It's not just $90. It's benefits they're required to pay. It's another 25%. That's about $120, $125 a day. We're not talking about a, a man and a woman with a family of 10. We're talking about most minimum wage earners in this country who are younger people. What else is going to happen? Younger people are not going to be getting jobs. What else is going to happen? People who say, okay, I'll pay it, but I can't find anybody. Why? Because they're actually making more money by sitting on their butts and collecting government multiple forms of welfare now. They give them different names. Biden and his, comp- and his crew, his party, are creating economic dislocation. They're undermining the market system in every respect. Supply and demand. Opportunity. The white supremacy is domestic terrorism. What is he talking about? He's taken it to the next level. He has embraced critical race theory. You'll see this in the book. He's embraced critical race theory. It is now spreading like a cancer, like poison throughout society. Everywhere. And they teach. And they propagandize. That the whole society is a white supremacist society. That's where this comes from, obviously. White privilege dominant society. So when Biden then takes it to the next step and says white supremacy is terrorism, what is he doing? Is he calling us terrorists, those of us who are white? So let me circle back to quote Jen Psaki. What is the greatest threat to democracy today, ladies and gentlemen? What's the greatest threat to democracy? Joe Biden and the Democrat Party, the Marxists. They're the greatest threat to democracy today. They're the greatest threat to capitalism. They're the greatest threat to your job. They're the greatest threat to law enforcement. They're the greatest threat to the United States military. Not even communist China, not even the Islamo-Nazis in Tehran. The Democrat Party and the munchkin who runs it, Joe Biden, They are the greatest threat to democracy today. And it's an amazing thing. Joe Biden's been white his entire life. 
Chuck Schumer's been white his entire life. Nancy Pelosi's been white her entire life. And when they talk about white supremacy, of course, they're not talking about themselves. They're not talking about the racism of their ancestors. No, 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 no. They're great little Marxists. They are self-righteous. They have cleansed themselves, as Shelby Steele would say, by pointing the finger at other people. You see, you can't be a Democrat. You can't be a a so-called journalist. You can't be a so-called athlete. You can't be a so-called actor. And be racist because you're busy accusing everybody else of being racist. And that's how it works. I'm sick of these presidents who hate us and hate this country. And by the way, it not only hurts white people when you talk like this, it hurts all people. Who does this benefit? Does it benefit black people? Does it benefit brown people, yellow people, red people? Who does this benefit exactly? Joe Biden and the Democrat Party. E pluribus unum. They don't believe in that. Not in the least. Balkanization, tribalization, at each other's throats. Pretending that January 6th was an insurrection, the worst thing since the Civil War. You have to be brain dead to be thinking stuff like that course consider the source i'll be right back i know you love freedom how do i know that because you listen to my show and my show and everything i do is all about preserving freedom and the form of government that secures it for us it's the same with hillsdale college one of the very best truly liberal arts colleges in the nation that's why i talk about them all the time because hillsdale is committed to pursuing truth and defending liberty hillsdale teaches stellar students to defend freedom no matter what they major in whether it's science or music or economics or business whatever Hillsdale teaches them how to defend liberty, and they do that for you, too, through their free monthly digest of constitutional thought. It's called Imprimus. 5.6 million Americans receive Imprimus for free every month. And you, my friend and fellow freedom lover, should be reading it, too. You can subscribe for free at levinforhillsdale.com. There are no strings attached. Generous donors who want to preserve freedom for future generations make it possible for Hillsdale to send Imprimus to you for no cost every month. So start receiving and reading in Primus so you can know how to defend the freedom you love. Visit levinforhillsdale.com. That's Levin, L-E-V-I-N, for Hillsdale.com. Well, while it's true over at Simon & Schuster, which had uh, dropped... Josh Hawley's book, and there was a rise up of about 10% of the employees, not many, who signed a petition that they were against Pence's book and any book from uh, the Trump circle. I am a author. Simon & Schuster is my publisher. So far, I've had nothing but full support. Maybe it's because of you, all the muscle we have. And I think that's true, but I want to strongly encourage you. We've got to drive up these pre-order numbers. You get my drift? Get my drift, Mr. Producer? No threats. Don't get me wrong. I'm, nobody's told me anything. I'm just saying that this is the way we sign our own petition, if you will. The market controls. We, the people, 
army of millions. And the goal here is to get as many pre-ordered as we can of American Marxism. The title sends a message. You send a message. And as I told you, uh, the way it works for pre-orders on Amazon is there's the full retail price right now because it's too far out from the actual publication day. But they will discount it considerably. That's what they do at New Books, 40 45%, something like that, 42%. I don't understand their algorithm. When that occurs, you will get the benefit of that when the book is sent to you. So I don't want you to think, gee whiz, I, I don't get a discount. Once they do discounts, you get one too. But I strongly want to encourage you. I have never strongly encouraged you to do anything like this before. I'm telling you, I know the headwinds that are here. I know what's coming. And the bigger our army of numbers on the pre-orders, the more they can't do a damn thing about this. Because I'm not surrendering this book. I'm going to fight for everything we have to fight for together. You can go to Amazon.com. You can go to Barnes & Noble, Books a Million. They all have links. But people look at this top 100 on Amazon. And for reason, it beats the hell out of me. For some reason, this book that Oprah's backing is back at number one. We were at number one. We dripped or dropped to number two. And yet the book contradicts Oprah. Oprah, multi-billionaire, who talks about now white supremacy in the white-dominant society. Many of you have made her a multi-billionaire. Many of you are part of her book club. Many of you watch her TV station, listen to her radio show, all the rest. Why? So we have to demonstrate to Oprah, we have to demonstrate to everybody that we are not the silent majority anymore. We're the majority. And by that, I don't mean white people. I mean people who love this country. People who love this country, whether you're a new legal immigrant, whether you're African-American, whether you're Latino, whether you're Asian, whether you're Muslim or Jewish or Christian or atheist, whether you're gay or straight, whether you're white, we have got to join together. Those of us who love this country and want to preserve it. I had a friend of mine call me the other day, liberal and gay. And he's, he says to me, I really feel terrible for you right now. I said, why? Because you have this big book coming out. And look at, the, look at the environment we're in. I said, so-and-so, this is what we have to do. You have to take the bull by the horns and wrestle that bull to the ground. I need your help. We can do this together. During the break, why don't you go to Amazon.com. It's there. American Marxism. Lots more when I come back. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, America. Mark Levin here. Our number, 877-381-3811, 877-381-3811. We'll take your calls in the final hour, one of the things I try to do here is drive the narrative. I try to make it safe for other conservatives in the media to advance the cause of liberty. Because sometimes it's filled with minefields. 
Rush used to make the phrase, or we make the statement, the phrase, uh, echo chamber. And we would talk about this. And I have a signed photograph from Rush. I think about Rush a lot. What would he be saying? What would he be thinking? The way I think about the framers. And that signed photograph says, and it's hanging on my wall right across from me in my other bunker as I'm in Florida right now. He wrote, The Spirit of the Movement. The Spirit of the Movement. When I wrote Liberty and Tyranny, I sent a copy of it to him. I would send my books to him very early in the process. I would my father too. He said to me, nobody's ever written anything like this. I said, well, there's a lot of static. He said, Mark, nobody's ever written anything like this. I sent it to my father. A wonderful man. My mother, a wonderful woman. And I didn't hear from him for a week, which was really weird. And then he calls me. He didn't email. He didn't text. Then he called me and he said, this is going to sell a million copies. I said, Dad, you're my dad. He said, no, 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 no. I've never read anything like this before. This is so clear. The problems and the, and the activism that's required. Well, my father's not here anymore. And, and my brother Rush isn't here anymore. And so... I can't, you know, bounce this off of them. But as I listen to other hosts on Fox or other hosts on radio as I'm driving, and I have Fox on the car sometimes, people are saying things that we began and have begun saying here now. And as recently as yesterday, it would annoy the hell out of me. You know, you listen to me. I wear my emotions right on my sleeve. So why are they stealing this? They don't. Now I figured it out finally. They just don't want to put their necks out so far as to destroy their careers. They may have a following, but they're not big enough to fight off the enemy. And now I actually get it. Now I'm much more sympathetic to them, to be perfectly honest with you. So back in March 2017, on this radio show, even before when I was on Fox, but on this radio show, when I broke down and I told you, in one of the great moments of conservative radio, that they were spying on Trump, and they spied on his campaign. And by the way, the President of the United States called me and said, what, how did you figure this? I said, Mr. Pratt, it's all in the media. I just pulled it all together. There's leaks going on from the FBI. I pulled it together. Or back in 2010, when I wrote Liberty and Tyranny, and I had no idea what effect that would have. And then the effect that it did have is to help us take our government back. And then John Boehner stabbed us in the back, and you can see he's going around now trying to get his reputation back, but it's lost forever. I had no idea that we would ultimately sell 1.5 million copies of all forms. It never even occurred to me. Now we are facing 
a more complicated and daunting enemy. Marxism, here at home. American-style Marxism. All this talk about redistribution of wealth, all this class warfare stuff, all this government taking over various industries, reaching into small businesses, determining what the workforce will look like, how much the workforce will be paid, how much leave somebody in the workforce gets, just basically nationalizing small, medium, and large businesses through the back door, through taxes and regulations and fiats. That's what I say. It is more pernicious than the actual nationalization of various businesses and industries. Because it's sort of a quiet tyranny. It's a backdoor tyranny. And while they're doing that, they're trying to build up support through the massive redistribution of wealth to young people, to illegal immigrants, to other people. They're playing the race card over and over again because that's what the Democrat Party does. Whether they're trashing blacks, as they did a hundred and some years ago in the most horrific ways, right up to the last century, and now using blacks, telling blacks that they're not smart enough to get a voter ID. What we face today is much more difficult and complicated than what we faced yesterday. And the reason is, among others, they have devoured and they control the instrumentalities of thought. Education, big media, big tech, entertainment. They are propagandists. Words coming out of the mouths of a demagogue. What you saw in Joe Biden last night, those few of you who watched it, was one of the great demagogues of our time. You don't have to pound the fist on the table. You can be soft-spoken. That's even more alluring to many people. You saw one of the greatest demagogues in American history. It was a horrific speech about how Joe Biden, on his own or with his party, tend to destroy your liberty. Intend to destroy your opportunity. Intend to destroy your small business. Whether you're a farmer or whether you have a retail shop. They're going to control what you pay your employees. They're going to control the health care. They're going to send in the climate change Gestapo, you're going to be hit in so many ways, your head will spin and you're going to give up. That's the plan. It's not just the cops that they're attacking, which is horrific and bad enough to expose the civil society to the rampages of the Marxist left, the violent left. The effort to disarm you so you have no way to defend yourself when the civil society collapses. You are being targeted. Your income, your savings, your little business, your job. If you happen to work in an area 
of our economy that they are targeting, you're done. They're going to close you down. And then they're going to, they're going to pat themselves on the back as being righteous about it. Saving the whole country. Clean air, clean water. Because your job, because your job is polluting the country. Your job, your little job has to go. All these service industries, all these service industries and these really tall skyscrapers in the inner cities and in the, in the, in the suburbs, they're safe. They don't mind service industry. Many of these service industries are involved in servicing the government, facilitating what the government wants to do. And for you folks in unions, they've already chosen. Joe Biden talks about strengthening unions. That's a sucker punch. Doing away with right to work, that's a sucker punch. In the private sector, most unions are men and women who use their hands. They're janitors. They're construction workers. They're truck drivers. They're assembly line workers. They're steel mill workers. They're oil field workers. You're done. You're all targeted. And then he has the gall to say, and we are going to find you a high-paying alternative job. As I said the other day, can you name one person who was fired from the Keystone XL pipeline who's got a high-paying new job that Joe Biden found for them? There's not one that I'm aware of. None. They found a job. They found it on their own. This is American Marxism. And so what I was saying, without my dad, without Rush, Rush is right, there is this enormous echo chamber. And Rush took all the slings and arrows. And you can see now, people doing monologues on radio and on TV now, they're talking about Marxism. That what's going on is Marxism. Now, some of them say it and they cringe. They're not sure. Is it soft Marxism, neo No, it's Marxism. It's American Marxism. And you're starting to hear it in the monologues now. This is a good thing. I've been talking now how many months, months and months and months about the power of the Democrat Party comes before allegiance to the country. That all these things they're doing is intended to empower the Democrat Party. Like communist parties overseas. Your allegiance is to the party, not to the country, because the country doesn't matter. It's the party that matters. They never talk about the fundamental transformation of the Democrat Party. They never criticize the white supremacy that was the Democrat Party. They never talk about the systemic racism that still exists within the Democrat Party. They never talk about the Democrat Party that way ever. And yet that's the Democrat Party. I just described it. I explained the other day. Their goal is one-party rule, like California. Actually explained this for months. The elimination of the power of the Republican Party or any party. It's about one-party power. Sound familiar? Marxism. Big tech. Censoring people. Sound familiar? 
sound familiar? The media, propagandists for big state politicians, sound familiar? Class warfare, sound familiar? The oppressed versus the oppressor, sound familiar? Indoctrinating our children, sound familiar? I'll be right back. Over 2,000 of you, my listeners, made the switch from overpriced wireless carriers to Pure Talk over the past few months. We want the rest of you to join us and to see what we're talking about. If you're with AT&T and Verizon or T-Mobile, your family could save over $800 a year just by switching to Pure Talk. You get great coverage, you can keep your phone and your number, and you'll save a fortune. Pure Talk is the top-rated wireless company by Consumer Affairs with the absolute best consumer service team based right here in America. Does that sound good? Well, it gets better. Right now, get unlimited talk, text, and six gigs of data, just $30 a month. And if you go over on data, they don't charge you for it. They don't care. Go to puretalkusa.com. And enter promo code Levin Podcast. Again, puretalkusa.com, promo code Levin, L E V I N Podcast. And when you do, you'll save 50% off your first month. That's puretalkusa.com, promo code Levin Podcast. Pure Talk USA, simply smarter wireless. As Tom, Mr. Producer. And Mr. Callsprint are rich and Richie, by the way. During the break, if we can get a million people to read this book, we will take this country back, just like the Tea Party, with a million point five copies of Liberty and Tyranny. If we can get a million people to read this book, not just you, but your friends and neighbors, particularly your kids and grandkids, we can take this country back. Because we are, as President Reagan said, the shining city on the hill. If we want to be the shining city on the hill. And so while there's still time. While there's still time we can do this. We had an inquiry so I'm going to go ahead and do this. And I want to move on to a few other subjects. Somebody said can you at least tell us what the table of contents is. All right, I'm going to tell you what the table of contents is. It's only seven chapters yet it's the longest book I've ever written. And the most important book I've ever written given our times. Chapter 1, I read you a few paragraphs. It's here is the title of chapter 1. It's here, like it is here. That was my wife's suggestion. Chapter 2, Breeding Mobs. Chapter 3, Hate America, Inc. Chapter 4, Racism, Genderism, and Marxism. Chapter 5, Climate Change, Fanaticism. Chapter 6, Propaganda, Censorship, and Subversion. In chapter 7, the final chapter, 10,000 words on activism, we choose liberty. Now here's a little secret I'll also tell you. Even though it's the longest book I've ever written, it's not long enough. So I want you to know what I told the publisher, which is this. I reserved a right to write a volume 2. Alexis de Tocqueville wrote two volumes in Democracy in America. I'm not claiming to be Alexis de Tocqueville. What I'm saying is sometimes there's just too much to say in one book. If I had written a book that's 500 pages long, nobody would read it. 
What's the point of writing a book that nobody's going to read? I want everybody to read this. All Levinites, all patriots, all people who are worried about what's going on in this country. So that's the table of contents. Now, I spoke earlier about what's starting to happen in prices in this country. A builder I know told me that the price of lumber is up 300%. They're having great difficulty getting steel and aluminum and even cement. And I have a story here from Fox 8, which is one of their local channels. With gas prices already surging this year, another fuel problem may soon be on the horizon. You know what they're talking about? Fuel shortages this summer. Now, why would there be fuel shortages this summer? Well, for several reasons. Number one, the government requires them to switch over to a different blend in the summer. This takes time, and it costs a lot of money. Number two, already the federal government has banned activity, energy activity on federal lands. Number three, they can't find enough licensed national tank truck carriers. They can't find enough national tank truck carriers to drive the trucks. CNN reported that industry group National Tank Truck Carrier said nearly 20% to 25% of tank trucks aren't being used right now. There's not enough qualified drivers. Now, why wouldn't there be enough qualified drivers? Well, of course, CNN spins it. They say because of COVID. Well, what does that have to do with having a license? Does COVID take your license away to be a tank driver? No. The welfare state. Some people can make as much, maybe a little less, or maybe more money staying at home rather than driving all over the country. That's important to understand when Joe Biden and the Democrats are creating disincentives. So they're already predicting fuel shortages this summer. And when I come back, I want you to know these aren't the only shortages they're predicting this summer. And I wrote in Liberty and Tyranny years ago, and I reiterate to you, we're going to have brownouts and blackouts in the not-too-distant future with what's going on in this country. We go from being energy independent, selling energy, to starving ourselves because of a lack of energy. The degrowth movement, which is also discussed at length in the book. I'll be right back. This is America's Constitutional Convention. The Mark Levin Show. Call in now. 877-381-3811. How many of you are surprised how Tim Scott is being character assassinated and smeared by the left? How many of you are surprised? How many of you were around when Clarence Thomas was nominated to be Associate Justice of the Supreme Court? It takes a lot of guts to be a minority, particularly a black person, and to speak out for your country as a conservative Republican. It's a lot easier to do a LeBron James or an Oprah Winfrey than to be a Tim Scott or a Clarence Thomas. 
It's a lot easier to be a Michael Steele. You see some of this in Judaism too, quite frankly. And with other minorities. And it's a damn shame. But it is what it is. We're not surprised. If you understand again what this truly is, the Marxist mindset. Che Guevara, people run around with his photo on a t-shirt. I remember when Nordstrom's used to sell that t-shirt at some kind of confiscatory price. And kids thought it was cool to walk around with that guy on their sweatshirts or on their shirts. It was a mass murder. And he was killing black Cubans as fast as he could because he was a racist. Xi in China is a racist. He's a bigot. That's why he's slaughtering Muslims. The Palestinian Authority and Hamas, these are racists and bigots, which is why they target Jews. And I could go on and on. This Marxist ideology, in whatever form, wherever it appears, is diabolical. Why would we surrender the greatest country in the face of the earth to this? Now, I want to get back to a few points. I told you about the price of energy now. They're predicting shortages this summer. You've got to think to yourself, wait a minute. We're energy independent. We have massive surpluses of oil and gas. We did. Do you see how fast that can change? Do you see how fast that can change? And if you're a Democrat, I don't want to hear a single word of complaint from you. Not one. Now, what they'll do is they'll blame the oil companies. That's what they do. Because the Marxists are never wrong. It's just, well, we tried our application and the wrong guy in charge. They're never wrong. Their ideology is absolutely perfect. So they'll blame the oil companies or the gas stations that they're ripping you off. This is what they do. But they're affecting the supply and they're destroying the source and the supply chain. Pipelines, trucks, truckers, and energy is the heart of the matter. Why do you think it was the first thing Joe Biden did was shut down that pipeline? You know what that pipeline represents? Liberty. Liberty. Oil is what made the Industrial Revolution possible. You'll get this out of the book, too. Without oil, without trains, eventually without pipelines, there would have been no Industrial Revolution. There would have been no American superpower. There would have been no American middle class, if you will. And so they're attacking energy. To understand them is to understand what's going on. And there will be, as Rush would say, the echo chamber. And that's okay now. Do it. I expect it. So it's going to affect your life. Everyday products, I'm reading here now from the Associated Depressed, are about to get more expensive, companies warm. Plastic, paper, sugar, grain, other commodities are all getting more expensive as demand outpaces supply. Demand outpaces supply. 
In a capitalist society, when you have more demand, you create more supply. You create wealth and profit. What's going on here? Energy. Well, Mark, what's it have to do with sugar and paper and grain? Production. You have to produce it. Even things that grow on trees, you have to process it. Toilet paper, baby care products, soft drinks, many other everyday products are about to get more expensive. Look, I'm not trying to cause a run on anything. This is in the Associated Press. Procter & Gamble, Kimberly Clark, and Coca-Cola have all warned that they'll be raising prices on many of their products as raw materials costs rise. Plastic, paper, sugar, grain, other commodities are all getting more expensive as demand outpaces supply. Companies are also paying more for shipping as fuel costs rise. Hello? 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 And ports experience longer delays because of congestion. It's fuel costs. That's what's doing it. The potential hit to consumers' wallets comes as the economy returns to some semblance of normalcy. Vaccine distribution continues at a steady pace, promising to put the worst of the pandemic and business shutdowns of the past. Thank you, Donald Trump. Thank you, Mr. President Trump. And warp speed. States have been loosening restrictions and businesses are reopening. Thank you, Governor DeSantis, Governor Abbott, and a handful of other Republican governors. Thank you for leading the way. So there's pent-up demand from people who've been staying cautiously close to home during the pandemic. Now look how the AP spins. I don't know, toilet paper, Mr. Producer? Is that why the price of toilet paper is going to go up? That's not why the price of toilet paper is going to go up. Production costs are going up. And wait until this minimum wage increase hits. Wait until the inflation hits. You ain't seen nothing yet. This is why we have got to really get on our toes here. Prices for many consumer goods, such as toilet paper, ticked up modestly over the last few months. As costs increase for companies, and many have signaled that the price increases are coming later this year and likely in 2022 to offset the impact. The attack on the energy sector, which is related to every single item that's produced, everything. Massive tax increases on these businesses, massive tax increases, Massive labor increases imposed by Washington, D.C. And then you're going to have inflation as a result of massive government spending. That is more than the trifecta. That's four. Four things that are being done to this society and this economy that will assuredly drive prices up, drive down your your buying power, Reduce the value of the currency and drive way up the cost of your living. As this stupid, nasty buffoon builds a legacy for himself. No doubt they'll blame Trump. Part of the problem is, by the time all of this comes together, The political price to pay may be too late. In other words, let's say it comes after the midterm election. And they're not even done. Cheerios maker General Mills is considering raising prices on its products as things like grain, sugar, and other ingredients become more expensive. Why? Because you have to process them. 
You have to move them. You have to put them in cartons. You got to put them in the cartons. In the cartons, you got to put these bags. Everything costs. Hormel Foods has already increased prices for Skippy peanut butter and its turkey products. Kimberly Clark, which makes Kleenex tissues and Scott toilet paper, said price increases will cover about 60% of its product portfolio and expects the increases in more productivity to offset much of the higher raw material costs. But they're having to do battle. Meanwhile, the communist Chinese, baby, they are on the move. They are on the move. As I said the other day, we're getting to a point, and we may be there now, where the communist Chinese are embracing capitalism more than the Biden administration. I'll be right back. Mark Over 2,000 of you, my listeners, made the switch from overpriced wireless carriers to pure talk over the past few months. We want the rest of you to join us and to see what we're talking about. If you're with AT&T and Verizon or T-Mobile, your family could save over $800 a year just by switching to pure talk. You get great coverage. You can keep your phone and your number, and you'll save a fortune. Pure Talk is the top-rated wireless company by Consumer Affairs with the absolute best consumer service team based right here in America. Does that sound good? Well, it gets better. Right now, get unlimited talk, text, and six gigs of data, just $30 a month. And if you go over on data, they don't charge you for it. They don't care. Go to puretalkusa.com. And enter promo code Levin Podcast. Again, puretalkusa.com, promo code Levin, L E V I N Podcast. And when you do, you'll save 50% off your first month. That's puretalkusa.com, promo code Levin Podcast. Pure Talk USA, simply smarter wireless. I just want to show you how the climate change fraud and the war on the Industrial Revolution, and specifically energy, affects everything. Everything. This is Reuters, another crap left-wing wire service, but nonetheless. Hasbro to raise prices on toys and games as costs surge. Are you listening? All these stories are about surging costs and then shortages this summer. And Biden and his party are not even done yet. They've barely gotten started. Hasbro said it would raise prices of toys and games to counter high raw materials costs as the company sees surging demand for its Nerf blasters and board games from families spending more time at home. That's not it. There is surging demand, of course. But if there's certain... Let's think. Think this through. Because, again, this is Reuters, so they're economic illiterates and left-wing radicals. So think this through. If you have surging demand for products, then you up production. And as you up production, the price starts to come down. It doesn't go up. The problem they're having, ladies and gentlemen, is all of these products are made with fuel. Like plastics. Nerf balls. Shares of the Monopoly maker, which late on Monday announced 
the sale of Entertainment One Music to Blackstone Group for $385 million rose 1% in midday trading and so forth and so on. Here's the point. Anything with plastic, anything with polyester, the prices are going to go way up. When you go to the store, when you look at the plastic that's used to wrap a whole variety of foods, and the trays that are underneath, all those prices are going up. The freezers in the store, they cost a lot of money when a grocery store or supermarket. The prices are going up. The electricity prices are going up. The production costs are going up. How do you think food's harvested? I think we call them tractors, and they have other machines that they have to use. And most of our food comes to us locally by way of trucks. Not even railroad. Trucks, 18-wheelers. Well, what do they run on? Fuel. Well, don't worry, Mark. We'll turn them all into electricity. Don't be a buffoon. We don't have enough electricity to do all the stuff that they claim we're going to be able to do. These are fools. John Kerry's doesn't know what the hell he's talking about. It's another guy. Everything's starting to go up. The price of automobiles, they're starting to go up. I would say, just a little while ago, I was trying to get a new bed for a house that we have. And I went to one of these mattress places. And I ordered the mattress and the, and the and whatever it is, the frame. And they call me the next day and they say, unfortunately, that model, we can't give you that. I said, what do you mean you can't give me that model? Is there a rental mattress? And she said, no, but the steel is not available to make the frame. I said, what? Now, folks, this is becoming all too familiar and a pattern is developing. Material shortages... Huge price increases for material, huge labor increases, and yet difficulty finding labor. The attack on oil right out of the box by Joe Biden, the degrowthers, it's not a climate change movement. It is a degrowther movement. I've been telling you this for years. Again, it's in the book. It is a degrowther movement. They want to shrink our economy. While the Chinese are expanding their economy, it's really a national security issue. When they say climate change is a national security issue, in a sense, they're right, because they're, they're exposing us to our enemies by weakening our economy, shrinking our economy. It is a degrowth movement. It is a Marxist movement at its heart and soul. They're the ones who developed it in Europe. Again, I prove it in the book. It's been exported to the United States, the Bernie Sanders types and more. They're pushing this. You're going to have shortages. You're going to have brownouts and blackouts. You're going to have certain products that are simply too expensive. Building homes, going through the roof. This is the future if they win. All right. We'll be right back. 
Ladies and gentlemen, this final hour of the podcast is sponsored exclusively by AMAC, the Association of Mature American Citizens. Now over 2 million conservative members strong, AMAC believes in and stands up for the values that we care about, faith, family, and freedom. Thank you for listening, and please support AMAC. And you can become a member at amac.us slash join. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, America. Mark Levin here. Our number, 877-381-3811, 877-381-3811. Here's something I bet you haven't heard, but it's in the blaze. Delmar, Delaware, a police officer who was viciously beaten by a suspect, has died of his injuries. Authorities arrested Randon Wilkerson on Sunday after he reportedly bludgeoned a 54-year-old police officer, Captain Keith Heacock, and attacked two elderly neighbors. Heacock responded Sunday to the Yorkshire State's community in Del Mar for reports of a fight in progress. Wilkerson was reportedly fighting with other residents in the home when Heacock arrived at the home alone due to major understaffing and underfunding within the department Wilkerson reportedly assaulted him and left the corporal in a pool of blood. Sources told Blaze Media that Heacock had no pulse and was not breathing when backup and first responders arrived on the scene. I guess they should have sent social workers. Authorities discovered the suspect across the street at a neighboring residence, where he'd reportedly assaulted two elderly people who lived in the home. Both elderly victims were transported to hospitals for treatment of their injuries, and Heacock was rushed to the Shock Trauma Center in Baltimore, Maryland, for treatment of significant head injuries. So this killer was charged with terroristic threatening, attempted murder, burglary, two counts of first-degree assault, two counts of possession of a deadly weapon during the commission of felony, one count of third-degree assault. He now faces murder charges. Now, who is Officer Heacock? Did you see this anywhere on cable TV, Mr. Producer? Nowhere. Zero. And so America, we understand what's going on, but a lot of our fellow citizens don't get, don't get to see. It's not even two sides of the story. The whole story. Heacock, a 22-year veteran with the Del Mar Police Department, died of his injuries yesterday. According to an anonymous law enforcement source, He was within weeks of retirement. The brave corporal leaves behind a wife, son, and other family. Now, Blaze Media's law enforcement source said that Wilkerson had been arrested more than 30 times since 2010 in Maryland alone. 30 times. A search in the Maryland database, and they give the list of burglary, theft, trespass, goes on and on and on. The source told Blaze Media the late corporal was a very gentle man who never even raised his voice. Delmar, which straddles the southernmost Delaware-Maryland state line, is forced to strategically place officers uh, there since uh, more area to cover few officers than ideal. Mayor Karen Wells said Monday that few people are even applying to be officers 
in the area these days. Quite frankly, we'd want to be a who would want to be a police officer right now, the mayor said. That's the hardest thing I think we're facing. Now, none of this was mentioned by Joe Biden, was it? This is the consequence of Black Lives Matter, of Antifa, the war on the cops, by professional sports, by ESPN, by the Democrat Party and the media. People die as a result. And now that I mention that poor gentleman, nobody else will. Did you know two officers were murdered in North Carolina? Did you hear that one? In a firefight? That's three police officers by my count in a 24 to 36 hour period. You want to know the races that were involved? Races. Skin color? Well, go ahead and look it up. Apparently, it's of no consequence. Revealed the Daily Mail. The feds had secret backup plan to arrest Derek Chauvin in court for police brutality if he was cleared of killing George Floyd. So if he was cleared, which he was never going to be, certainly not of every charge, that's no question. But the feds apparently were hanging around in the hallways ready to put cuffs on him and drag him off to federal prison and charge him with a hate crime offense. Just thought you'd want to know. Feds are very busy. Feds are very busy. Apparently Portland's not a priority. Seattle's not a priority. The inner cities aren't a priority. No, 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 no. They're ready, though. But this is what I wanted to get to as well. Biden urges ban on assault weapons, claiming it worked before. Here's what he said. Mr. Producer, let's get cut 21, please. This is from last night at the uh, State of Confusion speech. Cut 21, go. I don't want to become confrontational. We need more Senate Republicans to join the overall majority of Democratic colleagues and close the loopholes required in background check purchases of guns. We need a ban on assault weapons and high-capacity magazines. Don't tell me it can't be done. We did it before and it worked. We did it before and it worked. We did it before and it worked. Breck Dumas over at the Blaze also. Biden is lying. We've gone through those reports before. Even some of the smartest people who have looked at these things have said, no, the data is not clear at all that that's been the case. Biden declared gun violence an epidemic in America before saying in the 1990s we passed this universal background checks and ban on assault weapons and high-capacity magazines that hold 100 rounds. They can be fired in seconds. He argued, talk to most responsible gun owners, most hunters. They'll tell you there's no possible justification for having 100 rounds, 100 bullets in a weapon. The ban the president was referring to was the Public Safety and Recreational Firearms Use Protection Act. There's a mouthful passed as part of the Violent Crime Control and Law Enforcement Act of 1994 under Bill Clinton. We banned, we need a ban on assault weapons and high-capacity magazines again, Biden said. 
In reaction to his address, reporter Emily Miller tweeted, Biden's biggest lie of his speech is the assault weapon ban work. Well, there were so many lies. I don't know the one's bigger than the other, but they're all whoppers. No, the FBI said to let it sunset after 10 years because it had no effect on crime. The Clinton ban was indeed allowed to expire in 2004, and a study from that year using grants from the DOJ found that while gun violence fell by 17% nationwide during the ban, the drop was not linked to the ban. The analysis explained that guns were overwhelmingly the weapon of choice in gun violence in the U.S., both before and after the ban. It stated so-called assault weapons were used in only a small fraction of gun crimes prior to the ban, about 2% according to most studies, and no more than 8%. In addition, the study did note a decrease in crimes involving assault weapons, but pointed out that criminals appeared to simply use different weapons. The decline in assault weapons, so-called, was offset throughout at least the last 1990s by steady or rising use of other guns equipped with large-capacity magazines in jurisdictions. And the study added, we cannot clearly credit the ban with any of the nation's recent drop in violence. That's the FBI. So Biden does what? He lies. Like he plagiarizes, if you will, from Trump when he steals the vaccine issue. It's amazing. We'll be right back. AMAC, the Association of Mature American Citizens, is one of the fastest growing organizations in America. Now over 2 million conservative members strong, and I'm one of them. AMAC believes in and stands up for the values that we constitutional conservatives care about. More than talk, AMAC fights. A full-time presence in Washington, AMAC pushes back against reckless spending, disasters like Medicare for All, and the expanding reach of the federal government. And beyond advocacy, joining AMAC gives you access to a wealth of benefits and discounts, including special member-only rates on car insurance, travel discounts, cell phone plans, and a hell of a lot more. And if that's not enough, you'll get AMAC's bi-monthly magazine full of insightful articles on issues that matter to most of us, we conservatives. As I said, I'm an AMAC member, and you should be too. Join today at amac.us. That's A-M-A-C dot U-S. Stop supporting the liberal agenda that the other 50-plus organization has been pushing for. Join AMAC instead, A-M-A-C dot U-S. Let's go to Jason Dewey in Delaware, the great WGMD. Jason, go right ahead, please. Hello? Yes, sir. You're on. Yes. Um, th- thank you for having me. Um, I, I actually live near um, Dewey Beach, Delaware. Anyways, a, um, what happened in Del Mar, Delaware, was the, the officer handled a domestic call at 5 o'clock on Sunday morning, and when he... Now, he he answered that call by himself, and when he went there, the guy attacked him with a metal object, bashed his head, knocked him down on the ground, and then he started stomping on his head. And then the guy ran across the street, broke into an elderly person's home, grabbed a religious statue that they had, and smashed up both of their faces and heads with um, with the item. The guy later admitted he was popped up on drugs or alcohol whatever else, but um, that's basically what happened. 
Um, I, I almost hate to say if deadly force was used, I think we know that all the protesters would have been out there. Um, so but, you obviously know this situation. Yeah. It, it, it actually, actually, you can go to um, Salisbury blog, Joe Abelero, and a lot of people are making comments about what happened with the incident. And I, I actually knew I actually knew the officer. I've, I've known him for, for years. I've, I've, I've been out. With, you know, he has a really nice, um, friendly Filipino wife. I, I knew her years ago, and it's it, it, it's awful what happened. The um, police car is right out in front of the police department right now, with flowers and all draped in black. I, I, um, and it's getting no national attention whatsoever, except from me. And the the. The guy who who perpetrated this up until, um, you know, he, I, I guess he's like brain dead right now, was actually um, his bond was set for four hundred one thousand dollars. I, I I hope it's been changed or there's no bond on him right now. Yeah. But then I, I heard your speech, you know, talking about some of those people that were up on Capitol Hill January 6th. Um, you know, as my brother said, what one guy doing selfies with the police and they have like no bond meanwhile that guy who did all that you know he's on a four hundred thousand dollar bond or you're, you're you're right and people are getting sick of this crap people are getting sick and tired of this stuff where people are rounded up all over the country because they were seen january 6th even if they didn't even trespass and they're being sent to prison or sent to jail and they're trying to uh, shake them down to get them to plead the amount of resources involved, they don't tell us. The amount of FBI agents and prosecutors involved don't tell us. And here a police officer was murdered in cold blood. And his name isn't even known. His name isn't known to LeBron James. His name isn't known to the NBA or football. And they don't care. They don't care. Killing a cop, it's just not the same thing. It, they don't care. All right, Jason, thank you for your very, very important call. I appreciate it. Let's go to Jan, Panama City, Florida, XM Satellite. Jan, how are you today? Hi, Dr. Levin. It's such an honor to talk with you. Thank you. I am very excited about your new book coming out. Thank you very much. I am much. a fifth grade teacher, Ooh. and I teach American history to 10-year-olds. Um, I have the honor and privilege of doing that because I feel uh, you had mentioned earlier in the show about the indoctrination of children. Mm-hmm. And I feel uh, it's my duty as an educator um, to give them correct and accurate information mm-hmm. about our country, where we're from, how we got here, that we didn't start in 1619, that we started in 1776. I hope and you have tenure. <laughs> I've actually been there for 14 years. Wonderful. Um, I've been teaching for 30. Oh, my and goodness. I love wonderful. my job. And and uh, the kids are amazing, and, and they are soaking it in. And, you know, they, they probably know more American history than most grown adults on the street, to be honest. Well, you're great, you uh, know. There are teachers like you. Unfortunately, there's many more teachers who are not like you. Uh, I know this from my own personal experience, but you're, you're like the, uh, the gem that really shines, and you'll make a difference in somebody's life. And uh, I don't have anything to give you. I'd give you one of the books. They're not they're not printed yet, but I hope you'll you'll pre-order a copy. And I want to thank you very much, Jan. And God bless you. What a nice lady. 
Let's take another call. Let's go to William, Detroit Lakes, uh, Minnesota, the great WZFG. William, how are you, sir? I'm doing absolutely wonderful, and it is an honor to talk to you again. Thank you, sir. Ah, I do remember you. I just clicked in. All right, go ahead. Okay, yeah, August of last year. You're the vet. Uh, anyway, uh, yes, I need to. I need to say that uh, we need you more than ever to be our voice. Um, you are absolutely right about the threat, and it's not Russia. Russia died as a superpower in 1989. But as you say, the Chinese are on the move. Uh, I was the Chinese are on the move, and the Marxists in America are on the move. Go right ahead. Yep. I was about as high up in the operational intelligence community as you can get. And my friends from the various agencies right now all agree that we are in trouble. Mm-hmm. Our, our enemies fear us, uh, or do not fear us, I should say, and our friends do fear the Biden administration. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's a terrible situation to be in. Everyone knows what, uh, what Biden's done as far as the uh, Israelis, what John Kerry did as far as the Israelis. And uh, there's, we're in a, a tough situation. You know, it was really painful to watch a man that should be in a memory care unit mm-hmm. at an advanced assisted living operation addressing a small group of clapping seals yesterday. Mm-hmm. And uh, spouting nothing but lies. It, yeah, you know, and they uh, are happy with that. Uh, the mainstream media you know, cannot. Oh, they were slobbering all over him about how magnificent the speech was. But of course, I said before the speech, this is exactly what they're going to do because they're members of his party. They are they are witting social activists. They are propagandizing on behalf of a, an American Marxism. That is exactly what they're doing. We have to call them what they are and call them out for what they're doing. Yeah. The, I'll tell you what. The Democrats, they are aware of fact of who the actual enemy is. They realize that, uh, you know, just looking at the numbers at the election, that there are more of us than there are of them. And we are the great now threat. we're able to... <laughs> they were able to, you know, to uh, add enough votes on one side in a few critical states and somehow push Biden across the finish line. And uh, and then it was never taken up to be able to even do an, an investigation. At it. I mean, it, it doesn't take a, a genius to figure that if the FBI had taken just the, a few of the people that were feeding ballots for hours and hours and hours when the count was shut down in in uh, Georgia, if they had interviewed one of those people with the kind of... All right, we can go over this and over this and over this and over this. My view is we have to understand what it is that we're confronting, and we have to confront them. And I don't mean with torches and picks and all the rest of it. I mean we have to get smart and we have to get busy. And that's the only way we're going to reverse course here. And you're quite right. Quite right when you say that uh, we're their greatest threat. What they said about Trump supporters, what they say about the majority of people in this country based on their race, it is a constant, vicious, vile character assassination of this nation. That's what it is. And I just hope that a majority of Americans are sick and tired of it. Because if not, we can't win. I hope you'll pre-order a copy, my friend, of American Marxism. 
and we'll be right back. AMAC, the Association of Mature American Citizens, is one of the fastest growing organizations in America. Now over 2 million conservative members strong, and I'm one of them. AMAC believes in and stands up for the values that we constitutional conservatives care about. More than talk, AMAC fights. A full-time presence in Washington, AMAC pushes back against reckless spending, disasters like Medicare for All, and the expanding reach of the federal government. And beyond advocacy, joining AMAC gives you access to a wealth of benefits and discounts, including special member-only rates on car insurance, travel discounts, cell phone plans, and a hell of a lot more. And if that's not enough, you'll get AMAC's bi-monthly magazine full of insightful articles on issues that matter to most of us, we conservatives. As I said, I'm an AMAC member, and you should be too. Join today at amac.us. That's A-M-A-C dot U-S. Stop supporting the liberal agenda that the other 50-plus organization has been pushing for. Join AMAC instead. A-M-A-C dot U-S. The Mark Levin Show, live and national at 877-381-3811. All right. Let us go to Jay, Orange, California, Sirius Satellite. Jay, how are you, sir? Good. How are you, Mr. Levin? Uh, um, pleasure speaking with you. Uh, just want to thank you for always uh, bringing the full core press on the day, sir. Uh, really appreciate it. Thank you. What else you got? Well, we're 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 Thank losing you. you. I'm sorry, Jay. Our connection is busted. I apologize to you. Give it another try, Stephen. Plano, Texas. I remember when Plano had like eighteen thousand people. It's a massive suburb of Dallas now. Sirius Satellite, Stephen. How are you, sir? I remember. I am wonderful, and you, sir. I remember the kind of September when grass you, was Martin? green and grain was yellow. I'm good. How are you? Oh, it's, I'm I'm wonderful. Thank you. Thank you. The, sir. Uh, I remember when Plano was uh, 1974, and and it was a, a good wholesome town, and now it's all concrete. <laughs> well, people got to live somewhere. Most of them be... are Republicans. That helps. Anyway, go ahead. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. The uh, I'm I'm a 35 year veteran of trucking, owner operator, and uh, I wanted to comment on your your comment earlier about the fuel delivery. Yeah. Um, you know, it, in in this industry, transportation drives all the other economic uh, sectors. Absolutely. First and foremost, and energy is the second of most. Um, when we have uh, when we have high fuel prices. We uh, charge a fuel surcharge, hmm. and when that fuel surcharge uh, kicks in, that, that's our profit margin. So the majority of the truck drivers, I, I myself, I, I'm fully qualified. I can haul nuclear. I can haul fuel, tanker, mm-hmm. uh, all the endorsements on my license. And when when these trucks are out here, owner-operators like me, we're looking at where we can make the most profit. And right now, the energy sector is is on the lowest side. We we make more money hauling general freight than we do fuel. Mm-hmm. Um, you know the dangers of fuel, of, of course, in in, in a factor. Uh, but 
general freight is, you know, the spot market is is really high. And thank you, Trump. You know, President mm-hmm. Trump has mm-hmm. has has gone over into our years. I've I've been able to buy two new trucks for myself, mm-hmm. uh, upgrading, and during Trump's time. So, uh, you know, what do you see happening in the first hundred days of Biden? Oh, it was a it was, it was a nightmare. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I can I can see the writing on the wall that we've got to get what what's good right now before it absolutely collapses. Mm-hmm. Well, I want to thank you for what you do. I don't know what we would do without truckers. I know what we would do. We'd starve to death. All right, I want to thank you for your call, Stephen. Let us continue, shall we? Is Rick Harrison in Virginia still there? I know the Rick Harrison in Las Vegas. The uh, porn stars guy, Rick Harrison. How are you? WSVA, our great affiliate. What's that? Hi, Um, Mark. I want to thank you for uh, writing "Rediscovering Americanism." It was a fabulous tour of the philosophers that created the world we live in. Thank you. You're right. It Uh, is. I don't mean fabulous. It's a tour. Yeah. You have said many times that the Constitution is the foundation of the nation. Uh, but every foundation needs a strong footer. If the mm-hmm. footer fails, then the structure breaks. Well, you're right. I, and I what do you think the footer is? Um, Jefferson and Virtue. Dilemma. Now, Cicero's dilemma stood for 1,900 years, basically mm-hmm. two millennia. And no one uh, uh, could answer it. Well, Jefferson answered it with the observation, well, a tyrant's no different than other people. They need to pay their bills. They have to have a plan. They're not going to go far if they don't have a plan. So um, the legislative powers herein listed are listed in Article 1, Section 7. Mm-hmm. They uh, raise revenue so that they can pay the bills. And then order, resolve, and vote is the thought process. So Congress is supposed to plan what the government will do, direct the president to do it, and pay his expenses. We need to get the court to put it back in that format. All right, all right, let's, let's, let's slow down. Why you feel the court is so noble in this regard is really a little surprising to me. If you read Men in Black, the court has corrupted the constitutional process. The court buckled to Franklin Roosevelt, who broke the back of the Constitution. There are others leading up to that, but he ultimately did it, which is why he's the great hero of Biden and Schumer and the great hero Bernie Sanders and all the rest. He was a... uh, it was a wrecking ball to our constitutional system. He threatened the court. The court buckled. Why people think the court is going to fix things? Did the court fix things in Pennsylvania this, this time around? Of course not. And so uh, that's not what's going to fix it. If we could ever get convention of states to get 34 states and 38 to ratify, that would fix it. But in the meantime, there's other things we have to do. And we got to keep stop calling these people liberals, not that you have, or progressives, or democratic socialists, or social activists. We have to start calling them what they are. These are America's Marxists. They're not Germans Marxists. 
They're not Cubans Marxists. They are a, a variety of Marxists. And we need to understand them so we can defeat them. We need to be smarter than them so we can defeat them. These aren't smart people. They are violent people. They're largely stupid people. Uh, they are anti-American. They hate this country. It's not just the cops, although our poor cops are really taking it on the chin. They're never going to see uh, a society that's not racist. They're never going to see a society that, uh, that shouldn't have a Green New Deal to, to destroy its uh, capitalist system. And this is what we need to understand. All these proposals by Biden are going to kill this country. But even if, as a fantasy, every single one of them did what he said they would do, it wouldn't matter. They're at war with our society. They're at war with our system. That's who they are. The Democrat Party hates America. It's always hated America. It hated America when it broke off as part of the Confederacy. It hated America after it lost the Civil War. It hated America into the 50s and 60s when... It and Joe Biden were behind uh, uh, Jim Crow. And it hates America today. That long Castro-like speech without Castro's passion, as he goes down the line, he's questioning democracy. He's questioning capitalism. He's even questioning the greatness of the American people. While he pretends we can do this, we can unite, we're good people. While he's trashing us, has any president ever stood before the American people and accused them of being systemically racist? Ever? Who the hell does he think's fighting our wars today? Or trying to protect our citizens today? Who the hell do these think manning emergency rooms today? Or driving our trucks so we have food to eat? Those are the American people, and they're systemically fabulous. It's Biden and the Democrats who are systemically racist, systemically reprobates, and systemically anti-American. I'll be right back. AMAC, the Association of Mature American Citizens, is one of the fastest-growing organizations in America, now over 2 million conservative members strong, and I'm one of them. AMAC believes in and stands up for the values that we constitutional conservatives care about. More than talk, AMAC fights. A full-time presence in Washington, AMAC pushes back against reckless spending, disasters like Medicare for All, and the expanding reach of the federal government. And beyond advocacy, joining AMAC gives you access to a wealth of benefits and discounts, including special member-only rates on car insurance, travel discounts, cell phone plans, and a hell of a lot more. And if that's not enough, you'll get AMAC's bi-monthly magazine full of insightful articles on issues that matter to most of us, we conservatives. As I said, I'm an AMAC member, and you should be too. Join today at amac.us. That's A-M-A-C dot U-S. Stop supporting the liberal agenda that the other 50-plus organization has been pushing for. Join AMAC instead. A-M-A-C dot U-S. Okay, look at this. Alex, Janine, or Cheryl? Let's go to Janine, Queens, New York, WABC. How are you? Yes, hello, Mr. Levin. You gave me permission to call you Mark the last time I called well, you. Well, so permission Mark. granted always. Thank you so much. And this is only my second time I finally got through to you. Thank you. 
So I want to know, can we have like some kind of special website where all these wonderful millions of listeners can write a million gazillion letters, first of all, to demand coverage about the, poor, the police that were killed just now, that we must demand coverage from one, some of these mainstream people. Secondly, that we must stand up against this. Now, let's slow down. There's a place you can go. It's called Parlor. And you can go at Mark Levin Show Parlor. And I would encourage you all to go there. And we can line up our messages right there at Mark Levin Show Parlor. So check it out. Go right ahead. Okay, wonderful. Also, I'm, I'm fed up of being told I'm a racist. And I want to stand up against this terrible label. And also, I really want to stand up against this brainwashing theory of education, which is permeating mm-hmm. everything and driving the violence, which in turn is driving these other stupid policies. Mm-hmm. And I, I want to see how we can all do this together because I'm afraid. Well, we're going to do our best. I'm not a magician, but we're going to do our best. That's my goal. So I wrote this book, and uh, it's not out yet, so I have some limitations, but it's coming out very quickly. I finished it quickly even though I started it much earlier, and the publisher, every day I speak to them, they've assured me everything is being done that's humanly possible to get this book out by July 13th. Typically, it takes a book, once a publish, a, an author turns it in, five to six months. We're going to do this in less than two and a half months. So wow. they're clearing the decks, they're clearing the, uh, the printing site, and they're getting ready. But on the other hand, if people aren't pre-ordering the book, I don't know if they're going to push that hard or not. So it's very, very important if people want to really get involved in this and read this and give it to their kids and their grandkids, people in college and so forth, even just friends and social friends. We've, I've said if we don't have a million of these out there, if we don't have a million of these out there, let me do it differently. Let me be positive. If we do have a million of these books out there, we will change the trajectory of this country. I am convinced because that means we're going to have a million people who can talk about this stuff and who have ideas and can promote them, and activism. And it isn't even going to take a lot of time. Just go to Amazon.com, and you can pre-order it right there. You call me Mark anytime, Jeannie, and thank you for your call. Let us go to Cheryl, Long Beach, California, the other end of the country. 870, the answer, the great KRLA. How are you? Fine. Thank you, Mark. Uh, You are like the mensch and uh, the patriot of patriots. And I just, again, want to say that today is the 76th anniversary of the liberation of Dachau. And as you know, mom is 93 years old. And I just want to say that to all the people who have family like you have, like I had, who fought for this country in World War II and in every war since the inception of this country, this country was about liberty and freedom. That has never changed. In spite of the fact that we have John Kerry, uh, you know, throwing Israel under the bus, and uh, we have a, a person sitting in the White House who thinks that we are racist, that as the woman before me and so many callers today have said, We are the patriots, and it's up to us uh, to stand together. There are no people being murdered in the streets like they were in World War II. They were trying to extinguish an entire race of people. We all stand together, unified in liberty and freedom. And thanks to you and your wonderful book that's coming out that I hope everybody buys, along with all of your other books, um, need to be required reading in all the schools because we have too many leftists in every... Let me just say this. Let me say this, Cheryl, before... The only way the required reading in all the schools is if the parents and grandparents tell their kids, read this book. So you are armed when you go into the classroom and they're indoctrinating you. Read this 
book. Cheryl, give your mother my deepest hello my, and, my, and blessing. And I want to thank you. You're a fabulous daughter to your mother, too. And God bless you, my friend. All right, folks, we only have, what, about 40 seconds left in this program? I want to thank all of you, all of you great patriots out there, because where would we be without you? Seriously, I am blessed to be behind this microphone, and I am blessed to have you with us. So we salute our armed forces, police officers, firefighters, and emergency personnel, and we salute each and every one of you. If you can make your way over to Amazon and go ahead and pre-order the book, it would be a wonderful thing. we got to show them that we have numbers and we're not going to be silent anymore. Have a wonderful evening and good night.